um, what do you like to collect? <laughs> I feel like this is like a bad. What do I collect? I need to collect my patience. Right You're now. like, How's I that? need to collect my sanity. Uh, um, but what about coins, Kashan? What do you think about collecting coins? What about coins? What I about did collect it? coins. I collected the the uh, quarters, the the American quarters with all the states on them. You know what? You were talking about that like book thing that you put them in. My grandma had one of those. That was kind of cool. I'll give you that one. I just think a lot of people did. Now, if you're going out and you're like, like they always have those ads on late night where yeah. they're like, you can get this Sacagawea one dollar gold coin for the low low price of. Twenty dollars. I'm like, it's it's a one dollar coin. I'm losing why, nineteen. Why am I going to spend twenty dollars on it? That doesn't make sense. If you're going out and you're looking for like rare and weird coins, I mean, I guess like more power to you. Whatever you want to do, but you're boring probably. I have not seen a Sacagawea gold coin in a long time. Probably because everybody bought them for nineteen dollars and they're hidden somewhere. Yeah. I mean, watch me be wrong, and it's worth like $10,000 in like 20 years. And uh, maybe in it, 20 years. Could have made a slick, quick buck by keeping it, but whatever. <sighs> Should have kept the, I shouldn't have spent them on dumb shit. Because I used to use them like regular money. when I, I mean, because they were money, but when I was a kid, I would just use my Sacagawea coins. Yeah. Ugh, hashtag regrets. I don't think that's the only thing that you have to regret, Nina. Oh, no. I was making a list of things I regretted in my life the other day. And... What are you doing? You're doing like a my name is Earl kind of thing? Um, no, I was just like, what's the biggest regret of my life? I like how you just catch, you're sitting down and you're like, you know what I should do? I should make a list of all my regrets. And I, well, it's because, okay. So last year I went on a couple dates with this guy who told me what his biggest regret was. And it was really stupid. It's a long story. I don't think you want me to tell the whole thing right now, Don't. but it was really, really stupid. And I was like, wow. And he was like, what's your biggest regret? And I said, I don't think you can handle it. And then I really was like, and I didn't tell him. Scared this poor man so bad. No, he was dumb. So anyways, I then the other day was like, what is the biggest regret of my life? And then I think it was probably working at Mariano's during the pandemic. Wow. Out of everything she chose that, folks. Because here's the thing. Everything else that, like, everything, like, a really bad decision that I've made. Like, there's other ones that I'm like, yeah, I regret that, but that's why I am the way I am today. Which, honestly, maybe I'd be better if I hadn't done those things, so maybe I should regret them more. But I feel like I didn't grow as a person from that experience, and I would have made way more money on unemployment instead of freaking out. But coin collections. Never had one. (laughs) Well... We're about to talk about a big coin collection. A big-ass coin collection. Today. So welcome back, everybody, to another episode of White Collars, Red Red Hands. Hands. And a big welcome back uh, round of applause to Nina Kern. Okay, I'm gone one week. Do you have an applause button? Oh, fuck yeah. Nina Kern. Thank you. She's back. She's back. I missed one week because Kashan couldn't get his schedule right, and now... You missed one week because you were performing at Zany's. I was. That was cool. All right. I almost cried in the bathroom because I was like, wow, this is a moment. <laughs> You're like, yes, this is a turning point in my life. I want to remember it by crying in the bathroom. 
That's what I usually do when things... It was a happy cry. And my name is Kashan Batchelor. And my name is Nina Kern. We said that. I think we did, damn it. <laughs> I entered. I was like, welcome back. I, yeah, made we you a, did. I gave you a fanfare. We I already, played the class. I know. We did it. We already did it. And like everything else I say on this podcast, I forgot. Yeah, that's fair. So welcome back, Nina. Yeah, we took the week... Or she took the week off last yes, week. I, did. I crammed in an episode. We got that wonderful episode with Sarah Young. Thanks to her again for coming out and recording with me on uh, HSBC, uh, the cash laundromat, which came out last week. Uh, a yeah. very infuriating story, but I'm glad that we got to share it with you guys. Uh, but Nina's back, and she's here to lead this week. I sure am. And this, this whole, I don't know why I was so confused. So. Bear with me as we go on this roller coaster. Oh, and by the way, a big shout out. Uh, this week's episode is, was submitted by Abigail. Thank you so much for sending this to us. Uh, they knew that Nina was from Ohio. Yes. So they sent us an Ohio-based story to talk about. It was super interesting. They sent us a bunch of stuff, including the entire investigative report that was released what it, uh, from this which I read. Which actually was very helpful, so, so thank you. Yeah, so thank you for that. Thanks for all the information. Because when you Google CoinGate scandal, that does not, that's not one of the first things that pops up. I know. They knew, they knew a lot about this. They hit the links up at the ready. Yeah, no, we really appreciate that. So thank you so much, and we're glad that we get to bring this story to, to life. you guys. Yeah, to life. Yeah. So, coins. As Warren Zivy says, coins are both a hobby and an investment. We all know at least one person with a coin collection, and we know that coins can go for an insane amounts of money. In 2013, one of the world's most valuable coins was sold for $10 million. Today, we will examine Tom Noe, an Ohio man who loved coins and bamboozled the entire state for his own selfish gain, leaving the state shortchanged and with empty pockets. Short change. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Who Thank the you. fuck is Warren Zivy? Uh, he was just this guy when they Googled <laughs> what's the most expensive coin in the world. <laughs> and it was like this quote I found in the article. It's just you let him up like it was like, this guy's the Warren Buffett of coins. Um, he is important in the coin world, but I don't really, I don't remember what his job is. Being the most important person in the coin world. I'm not saying he's the most, but he is an important one. That's even worse. Well, I don't know what to tell you. So... <laughs> We're going to be talking a lot about the state of Ohio, which is, you know, near and dear to my heart. And we all know, well, it's not really near and dear to my heart, but we all know how I personally feel about Ohio because I grew up there. You hate Ohio. Yeah, I do. (laughs) The hate is near and dear to my heart. But anyways, so, uh, you know, I've been finding out more and more, or we've been finding out more and more that not all of our listeners are from the United States. Um, they may not be familiar with the geography of the United States, <laughs> Kishan. Um, so just to give you a little bit of an understanding, Ohio is on the edge of the Midwest, but it's still considered the Midwest. And it's nestled into Lake Erie, which is part of the Great Lakes. And it's bordered by Indiana, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. It's more of a rural state. Its main agriculture being corn and soybeans, which are two things that I am allergic to. I'm literally allergic to my home state. It's pretty boring. It does have one of the best amusement parks in the country located there, though, which is Cedar Point. We will not be talking about Cedar Point today. But if you can go, honestly, Cedar Point's great. And if you can go, you should go. The story we're going to center around today is about a man named Tom Noe. We 
is Tom Noe? I don't know, Nina. Who is Tom Noe? I don't know who he is. Oh, Noe. Um, <laughs> oh, Noe. Wow, there's so many puns that can be made today. It's fantastic. Anyways. There's no way we're going to get through all of <laughs> But, um, so I couldn't find out a lot about his, like, upbringing, but I'm just going to assume he grew up in Ohio, but, uh, he was a college dropout, and in the 1980s, after dropping out of college, he started a successful coin shop that was located in a strip mall in Toledo, which is on the west side of the state. A successful coin shop in a strip mall, huh? Yeah. Cool. Next to the Quiznos. So, while running his business, he quickly learned how important it was to have friends in high places, and he was able to persuade the legislator to exempt coins from state tax in 1989. Like the buying and selling uh-huh. of coins? Yep. What? Yeah. Why? He knowed what he was doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> why? Because he wouldn't have to pay tax. No, I know why he did it, but why would anyone be like, yeah, that makes sense. He was persuasive. Remove sales tax on coins. He was persuasive. Persuasive. I mean... Probably with that mouth do. Oh, yeah. I thought about that after you were like, how would they do that? And I was like, mm, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know how those coin collectors are. They suck dick. So. <laughs> bold statement. Not wrong, but bold. <laughs> I know. I know my way around a coin collection anyways. But um, all good things have to come to some sort of an end. And Tom Noe fell on hard times in the early 90s. So by 1992, which honestly, like. I think this is just part of the millennial in me that this doesn't sound like a lot of debt, but he had $16,000 in debt. I'm like, that's like not much debt. In 92, that's a lot. But I yeah, mean, with everyone like, who went to college is at least in that much debt right now. Yeah, probably, or so. more. So I'm like, meh. Cry me a river, Tom Noe. Like, go sell some coins. Yeah, go fucking sell some coins with no state tax. Like, whatever. And anyway, his net worth was down. He was making a net worth of two point. $4 million the year before. Isn't that crazy? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just didn't realize before researching this how big of a market there was in coin collecting. We're like, who's buying all these coins? Man, rich people like stuff. I mean, that's true. You know? They do. Like, we yeah. collect, I, I don't even know, precious moments figurines. Oh my God, my grandma does games, that. You know, but like, they collect like, Two million dollar coins. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. And so Tom Noe, he was just not having a good time in the early 90s. He had to drastically change his lifestyle due to his losses. And then he got a divorce from was, his first wife. He was sucking too many senators' dicks to get rid of the state tax. He was like, Tom, I can't do got, this anymore. Yeah, he got like a mouth disease and then he couldn't suck their dicks. So they're like, we're not going <laughs> to. Wow, we are just lying. <laughs> Tom, you have herpes. It Tom. didn't come from me. <laughs> So I, but honestly, like, I don't really feel bad for him because like reports I read said stuff like he had to move from a, he had to move to a modest apartment and like in Ohio, like, I don't know, a modest apartment, you're still having a pretty nice apartment. So like, I don't even really in Toledo, like, cause isn't Toledo like an urban area? Yeah. I mean, like it's kind of shitty, but I'm sure he was fine. Okay. I don't know. I just like, and in like by the end of the story, you'll know why I just don't feel bad for him at all. So like. Oh yeah. He's not a good guy. No, he's a <laughs> shitty person. And I don't care that you had to like downgrade your lifestyle. Sorry. Even though he had all these financial losses, he still ended up donating $29,000 to the Republican party in various ways from ni- 1991 to 1992. So he couldn't have been doing that bad. Yeah. If you got it, if you got to spare 29 grand to just like give to, give to some people for political reasons yeah that's like that's a lot of money that's a that's a 
That's a used, like, Taurus, like a Ford Taurus. Yeah. You get a car, easy. You can get a nice car. Donating all that money, it came in handy for Tom Noe. And in 1993, he ended up being appointed the chair of the Lucas County Republican Party. What a lofty achievement. I don't know. To be the chair of the Lucas County Republican Party. Toledo is in Lucas County. Toledo's one of the bigger cities in Ohio. What, so like, like the fourth mm, biggest city? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the third. <laughs> it's not You got that Columbus, impressive. Cleveland, Cincinnati. Say. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. Dayton. I don't know. It's in Akron? the top five. Akron's not in the top five. Okay, I don't know. Even though that's where I'm close to. But anyway, this allowed him to make connections in the business and political world that he would never have made otherwise. And as the years went on, Tom and his second wife, Bernadette, donated more than $200,000 to political candidates, organizations, and political action committees. Keisha, have you ever donated to a politician? I have not. Yeah, I think I donated like donated like fifteen dollars to Bernie Sanders' campaign in college. Okay, that's fair. Because I remember uh, his campaign being the one that like he always talked about. His campaign had the most funding uh, of donations that are like under a hundred dollars or something of any campaign ever. Yeah, because like, everybody who wanted history. to vote for him was poor. Exactly. So I was like, "All right, Bernie, you can have him fifteen dollars." I didn't do it the second time though when he had the like. I am once again asking for your financial support. Like that, Sorry, Bernie. That, that meme, I didn't do it that time. Sorry. You were like, you got my $15 once and you squandered your opportunity. You will not fool me. But uh, Tom Noe and his wife, they donated over $4,000 to Bush's reelection campaign. And he was deemed a pioneer because he raised over $100,000 for the Bush's re-election campaign. And I truly don't think they know what a pioneer is because that doesn't make sense. Wait, Who? It just said he was deemed a pioneer. Who deemed he deemed himself a pioneer? I guess the people in Bush's campaign they were like, "Tom Noe, you are a pioneer because you're raising all this money for us." I feel like there is just like levels. You know how you, you can get stupid. to like you can get to like the elite level of like um, American Airlines, like like flying. Like it was mm-hmm. that you donate a hundred thousand dollars. Now you're a, now you're a pioneer <laughs> um, political party member, which gives you like you get a button or something. Well, that's like almost like in Scientology when you level up. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. this is what he's doing. But for Bush's reelection campaign, thank you for single handedly donating to the financial crisis of two thousand eight. Tom, he, he made it all the way to pioneer. He got he rid did. of all of those thedans. Yeah. Well, anyway, all this shit it didn't go unnoticed, and he was appointed to the Ohio. Turnpike Commission and then earned an appointment at the Bowling Green State University Board. And he pulled a Sarah Palin and he dropped out after two semesters, though, because she like dropped out halfway through her governorship. What? Yeah. Sarah Palin didn't finish her four years. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a big deal. In 1995, he was appointed to the board, the Ohio Board of Regents, not rejects. What are all of these things he's being appointed? That's what I was trying to tell you. What is the Turnpike Commission? I don't even know what that is. They run the Turnpike. They run the Ohio Turnpike. Like, they're in charge of the Turnpike. Is that the road? Oh, it's a a highway. Why is he on that? I don't know. That's what I was trying to tell you when I was texting you about this. I was like, he's on. He's like, guys, fingers in so much shit. I thought when you said companies, I thought you meant he like he like owned a bunch of companies. He did that too. Not like he was just appointed to a bunch of really stupid shit. He was appointed to a bunch of stupid shit, and then he owned all these companies or was a part of all these companies, and it was so confusing. This deals with the the board of regents deals with school system funding. Is yes, that what it says? yes, yes. So the, it deals with school system funding and managing the state funds. And I just want to know why Tom Noe, a coin collector, is in charge of the school funding. 
Like, why do we insist in this country on appointing people who know nothing about the school district to put to like make decisions about the schools? Why do we do that? Quid pro quo, bro. So anyways, let's just get to what he actually did, because I just like bitched a lot. So anyways, in 1997, the Ohio Bureau of Workers Compensation, which will I will try to remember to just abbreviate that to OBWC. Okay, that's what that means. The abwok. The abwok. Again, that is the Ohio Bureau of Workers Compensation. They started allowing other forms of investment instead of traditional stocks and bonds when they had leftover money at the end of the year. So this allows for comp. And so what the OBWC, or in as certain parts of Ohio would call it, the OBWC. Um, w. W. So this allows compensation benefits for work-related injuries, diseases, or deaths. Okay, and that's I, what they're. That's what why they exist. And in the investigative report, they said that this was the like biggest of its kind, like the biggest public workers' compensation company in America. We have a lot of work problems in Ohio. So I was like, that's insane. I didn't look into it further than that, but that's no. what it said. So it's really big in doing it too. So they have a lot of extra money that they need to invest. Obviously not in stocks and bonds anymore, which I don't know why. Once again, why was anyone like, yeah, you know what? Invest in something else. They're going out there investing in like strip clubs and lemonade stands or some shit. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Just invest in companies. Why is it? Why do you have to do this? It doesn't matter. You know, I don't know. So, Noe started the Capital Coin Fund, where 80% of the revenue that he would make would go to the Workers' Compensation Fund, and then the rest would go to his business and they were making a lot of money and also tom was part of so many different things that like i really like we just said i don't know how he's keeping all this shit straight but because like i'm confused but so in march of 1998 thomas noe incorporated was awarded a investment contract from the ovwc so the first half of this investment contract which was 25 million dollars in 1998 and then he got another 25 million dollars in 2001 And this was, like, that's a lot of money to invest into one. I mean, here's the other thing, too. Like, they're using their leftover money to make these investments. It's like, if you're putting $25 million into just Tom Noe, how much do you have? Because he cannot be the only thing they're investing. Oh, no, there was a lot more. So they actually, out of everything, so... Surprise, they're going to lose a bunch of money through this. But um, the most money they lost was actually like $125 million from investing with this guy named Mark Lay, who mm-hmm. was turned who turned out to just be defrauding them like even more. I don't know who was in charge of this, but they did not do their research. Yeah, there was a board of like nine people that were looking over because they, they put out like a program right. where, where investors knew uh, market managers could apply. Mm-hmm. To get money from them to invest, and then right. they like looked over them and approved certain ones. I think 106 applications were turned in. They narrowed Dude, it down to 28. How much extra money did they have? That's insane. Yep, yeah, a lot. So they were giving out a lot of money, and this is this is all taxpayer money too. This is all taxpayer funded money. Okay, and what is so? Oh my god, it just enrages me. It just enrages me. It's like you've got that much money to invest. And, like, Ohio has a terrible school system. But these people just, like, line their pockets and let's invest in the fucking coin fund when, like, we have one of the worst school systems in the country. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It makes me so uh, irate. 
It does. Yeah. Like my mom, she works for the public school system in Ohio. They have to beg every year. They have to beg the county to try to pass a levy. And like they they have to keep making more and more cuts and more and more cuts and more and more cuts. And it's like you've got these giant companies and then people who are literally part of the funding for the school board that just line their pockets and like and then leave the school system with empty pockets. This is egregious. Oh, yeah. I think it's egregious. Yeah. If you look like what we're going to learn today is that if you look closely into anything that involves money someone is stealing yeah and it's so frustrating it's so endemic in our system and it needs to be fixed yeah it's just ugh. but before you know all this happened with tom noe getting all this money with before he got this investment contract he and his managers had increased their donations to republican candidates like 10 times as much like they were giving 10 times as much and then they got these investments and so it's just Again, I scratch my back, you scratch yours. Or no, I scratch your back, you, whatever. We scratch each other's backs. <laughs> yes. To benefit. So one of his businesses was called Visionary Rare Coins. And he had hired a man named Mark, and I'm hopefully going to say this right, Kranz. And he, he, man, he hired this man to manage Visionary Rare Coins. But Mark had already been in trouble for fraud and shady coin operations. And he was like laundering money with coins, which you already need coins to do your laundry. But anyways, he, um, <laughs> stupid jokes, stupid jokes. Anyways, so uh, no, he claimed he didn't know about Mark's previous fraud before hiring him. But I think that's a bunch of lies. And I think that Tom Noe is a liar. It's also irresponsible hiring practices that it's still on you to know who you're hiring. Right. Right. And so, you know, Tom Noe's already doing all these things. But what started alerting people was in 2003. And I'm hopefully going to say this right. Numismatic professionals which is another fucking company that Noe either owned or was a part of. I couldn't quite get the exact detailing on that. But um, numismatic, mean, it, it means like pertaining to old coins for everybody. We might have said that earlier. I can't remember. No, we talked about how, we talked about off the podcast that, oh, a, yeah. that a, a numismatist is someone who collects yes. rare coins. Yes. So that's why it was called that. I was like, what is a numismatic professional? And I was like, oh, that's the name of the company. And then I was like, what's numismatic? So anyways, somebody who deals with super rare coins. And they bought two coins that were valued at $300,000. Well, when the coins were en route, they got stolen in the mail. Which I just feel like, how? Things get lost in the, the mail. The USPS is not known for not losing things. Like, they lose shit all the time. But I feel like you're fe- you're not... You're not USPSing a $300,000 coin or two $3,000. You know what I mean? You're Nothing that expensive is being sent through USPS. You're UPSing that. You're FedExing it. You're DHLing it. Yes. You know? Yes. You're driving it personally. Well, the police were notified. They opened a case, but then the case was closed because they couldn't find anything, which is fishy. Maybe they paid him off. That is not for sure, but it's like, I don't know. Anyways, so then Capital Coin, they loaned a coin dealer in Pennsylvania called Delaware County Rare Coins $300,000. The company was not, they were not owned by Noe, but um, they loaned the dealer this money, which he would use then to support his own business, which sounds legit, except for he used land that he owned in New Jersey as collateral for the loan. 
And so somehow the newspaper, the Toledo Blade, found out about this and they requested a public records request to the state to look at the mortgage documents because they were like, this is weird. Capital Coin redacted the records and then they blacked out the addresses of the property and the owners, which like they had to have known you're like, you can't do that. Like, hey, tell us like. We need this information. And then they're like, yeah, but if I put Sharpie through it, they'll never know. Yeah, but we'll give you the information, but it's redacted. Yeah, it's weird. The attorney general made Noe release the full documents because they were like, hey, you can't do that, you dumb idiot. Like, So wait, what, what's illegal about this? So I think they thought it was fishy that this is what they did. Oh, because it's for the exact amount that the coins that were mm-hmm. lost were for. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so they were like, this is weird. Also, like, you're in Pennsylvania. This land's in New Jersey. So they think the loan was fake. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. So he got the coins to them and they paid him. I, so, I so like, we don't the, know that for 100% sure. Yeah. But, but if this was a thing, he would have got the money from the coins and then also like never had to pay for them. Right. So he's just getting a free $300,000 basically. Yes. And they drafted, they think that they had drafted up the loan uh, as a way to write it off, to launder the money, yes. to make it look like yes. it was a legitimate transaction, yes. but not. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Got Weird. it. I know. But then in 2005, well, listen, the Toledo Blade, they had it out for Tom Noe. They did not like this guy. I don't know who he wronged. I don't know who he sold a shitty coin to. His his ex-wife is just the editor at the the Toledo Blade. something. Like, somebody had it out for this dude. We can't write that he has herpes, but we can't talk about this. Yeah, so in 2005, they did a story about him. And on May 24th, 2005... Noe ended up being sued by the state of Ohio on behalf of the OBWC. So the judge granted the attorney general's request and he froze all of Noe's assets and he gave the OBWC control of everything involving coin funding. During the investigation, they collected over 17,000 pieces of evidence. And that's that's like a that just seems like a lot of evidence. So I'd like to point out this is literally just the coin inventory that he had. Yeah, just the coin so inventory. Had, so that's just that just means he had seventeen thousand coins. Yeah, which is a lot of coins. But if you're a coin dealer, oh, and I don't know if you talk about it. Do you have the total that those were worth? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say next. Cool. But that's a lot of coins, Kashan. Like, I probably only have fifty coins, and I probably got two hundred. I've got a big bag of coins in my car. This evidence was just coins, currency, and collectibles, and it was valued at $33 million. Which is a lot. I will say it's less than the $50 million they gave him to invest, though. That's so true. either he's a terrible investor, or I'm sure we'll get into some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, while conducting interviews, the task force that was doing the investigation obtained more than 1.5 million pages of documents that were related to the ongoing investigation, which is, that's insane. I don't know who's going to read all that. I wouldn't. Someone got paid too, so if I they, mean, if they paid sure. me, I would do it. Sure. How long? How long do you think it would take you to read 1.5 million pages of evidence? I don't know. All I know is it took three days for them to do the full inventory of the coins. That's insane. Because they came. Because they they had a warrant to serve, so they showed up. And because of just how much there was, it took them three days just to like get all of it and inventory it. That's crazy. Well, while this was going down, it was also found out. That Noe funneled forty five thousand dollars into Bush's presidential campaign. That's a, like that's a whole year's salary for some people. Oh yeah, 
And so he did this by using 24 people as conduits to make illegal campaign contributions at $2,000 a seat at a fundraiser in Columbus. So basically what happened was these people donated this money on his behalf. And so they donated the money. Then Noe paid them back between $1,700 and $4,000. And you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, they put caps on how much individuals can uh, donate yeah, donate to, to a campaign, or at least I think at this time there was. I think they actually they took off all caps for campaign funding in like 2011, though. So it's no longer a thing. Of course, they fucking did. That's but, why Betsy DeVos was the was the leader. Exactly. Of, yeah, that's why she got her education seat. Uh, but back then it was so he had made the max contributions already, so he wanted to give more, and this is how he did it. Yeah, obviously illegal. Yeah, and you can't do that. And during the also that just pisses me off because it's like. One of the dumbest presidents of my lifetime, you donated all that money to. And thank you for getting him reelected. Thank you. You are responsible for global warming, partially. Like, I don't know. That's just how I feel. Anyways, during the investigation, it was also found that 10 to $12 million worth of coins were just unaccounted for. Yeah, they were. So that was the point that they were never bought. Right. Because he was. Right. He, he owned a company called Vintage Coin Company. Yes. Or VCC for short. Yes. And there was like $5,000 worth of transactions with that company specifically, mm-hmm. his own company, with the investment firms that he had set up. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, the company VCC had no records of, but it was on the books for the investment. Yes. Company that he created with the W-O-B-C or the O-W-B-C, whatever. O-B-W-C. That one. Uh, O-Book. O-Book. Uh, and so he literally just like took $6 million. It's insane. <laughs> like he just, yeah, he just literally took $6 million. And the worst part about this is that Noe really did have friends in high places and he was very close with then Governor Bob Taft. Mm-hmm. And Taft was then put under investigation. And so on July 29th, which was my brother's birthday. Um, Shout out to Nina's brother. Happy birthday. Um, Bob Taft, Columbus lobbyist Brian Hicks, and his assistant Sherry Carroll all got in trouble. They were all convicted of ethics violations. So apparently Hicks forgot to mention that Noe was giving him a discounted rate at his Florida vacation home. Mm-hmm. And Noe wined and dined Sherry for free at a nice steakhouse in downtown Columbus. Also, wasn't Hicks the one that got $39,000 from him to buy a, to buy a house? Ah, uh, yes, yes. I forgot to include that. Yeah, he was literally just like... And yeah, he's like, here's $39,000. Oh, because he was using his vacation home. He's like, wouldn't you like one? Here's $39,000. Which I feel like is not enough money to buy a vacation home. No. I mean, depending on where you're vacationing. Down payment, like, though. Down yeah, payment, yeah it sure. would definitely be a down payment. Probably like, right. probably like 10000 Yeah, so he could have bought a real nice 10000 to 30000 Yeah, it would be a really nice ass vacation house. Yeah. For 10% down payment. Yeah. I may not be good at math, but that's a lot of money. Anyways, so... In August of 2005, um, Taft ended, which is Bob Taft, the governor, ended up pleading no contest to his for ethics law violations. But then he ended up admitting that for seven years he didn't report 45 golf outings. Hold on. Let's do some math here. Well, I guess that's not as many as I thought it was originally. I was like, 49, 45 golf outings. Over which seven years. Though. Over seven years. That's seven. That's like a little. That's less than seven golf outings a year. So like. With with Noe. Also, I want I want you all to remember that when we talked about uh, Jack Abramoff, this is a very 
common practice. Yes, yes. It reminded me a lot of the Jack Abramoff story. We did cover that. Go back. Um, I don't, but I, like, honestly, I don't think I've golfed 45 times in my whole life. I haven't golfed once, so. You didn't even putt-putt golf? Oh, I'm not counting mini golf. Well, if we're not golf, counting mini golf, then I've never golfed. I know. Most normal people have not. If you golf, you're weird, too. No, you're just rich just and rich. stuck up. Yeah. One time I got a concussion mini golfing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I tripped over one of the slot stoppers and I slammed my head on the concrete. I was 12. That's the stupidest. No, maybe my way is the stupidest. What are the, uh, the Both of I've our gotten, ways we've got a concussion. No, I got another one, too, and it was even dumber. Go ahead. An eight-pound turkey fell on my head at work. <laughs> oh, it's like the story of how it killed a dog. You know, they did that on Mythbusters. Like, if you dropped a frozen turkey, like, could it kill your dog? It wasn't frozen, but, yeah, it was still eight pounds. Well, if it's not frozen, then it's fine. It, it would, I got a fucking concussion. It would make a meaty thud, but, like, frozen might have killed you. I probably would have. Same. I just got a concussion. Isn't that the stupidest thing you've ever heard? A deli turkey falling on your head from two feet? Yes. Also, why was it above you? Because it was at work. When I worked at the deli. Yeah, why was it above the shelves? Are they just really tall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And it was my fault. Because I was like, you're not you're not that short. No, I'm not that short. So. I'm five foot seven. Yeah. How'd you get your concussion? I fell off a scooter. You were here for Oh, a, yeah, that's we right. We recorded a podcast I, episode after I got it. Oh, dude, you were <laughs> bad after that. You did not look right yeah. for a while. Go listen to Richard Nixon. I was not myself during that entire episode. He was not himself for like a whole <laughs> month. It was a week. Oh, like I felt kind of weird for a month, but for an entire week, I was like not there. Yeah, no, you were not. I was dizzy for three straight days. Yeah. Don't get concussions, folks. Yeah, concussions are bad. Um, So anyways, Bob Taft, he was golfing with Noe 45 times, didn't say anything about it. And then he also accepted gifts and went to events that were provided for by Noe. And so Bob Taft was given a $4,000 fine. It's probably like maybe the price of all those golf outings. I guess. And so he, he was, just had to pay for the golf. Yeah, I guess. And he was the first Ohio governor to get in trouble like that while in office. That's surprising because yeah. here in Chicago, it happens all like, the time. Literally <laughs> all the time. So, well, in Illinois. Yeah. Because it's the governor. Yeah, but the governor is usually from Chicago. So That's true. <laughs> yeah, J.B. Pritzker is from Chicago. Yeah. So anyways... $4,000, not that much money. And while under all this was being investigated, another whole scandal was uncovered involving Terrence Gasper. Now, Gasper was the chief financial officer for the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation from 1995 to 2006. So anyway, <laughs> the scheme Gasper to put together was that he would accept bribes for in exchange for using his influence at OBWC to obtain investments for third parties. So... During the investigation, they found out that Noe made a $25,000 investment to Betsy Radcliffe. Well, who's Betsy Radcliffe? She was Gasper's girlfriend at the time. And they used Betsy to disguise that the money was actually intended for Gasper, and it was bribe money. And he did this so that Gasper could persuade the OBWC to invest in his rare coin fund again. Because remember what I said? He got that first investment in 1998. He did it ethically. But then he was like, hmm, I need another $25 million. And so in 2001, he had Gasper bribe the OBWC. And long story short, Gasper ended up getting sentenced to 60 months in federal prison. I don't know if he served all 60 months, but he got sentenced. I think he did. And it, this was like... That's only five years. 
And this this wasn't even related to Tom Noe either, though. No. It's like he it, it was proven that he had taken bribes from many other people, like including these two uh securities investors that like bought him bought a condominium in Florida and a boat rental space that he lived on and used everything, but they had paid jointly on for like five years in order to get a contract from them to invest. Damn. He was doing a lot of bad shit. I'm surprised that he actually didn't get a worse sentence. But you know what? I really think I really think he probably like ratted on people or something. And that's how he got like not such a bad sentence. And also like there they found other chairmen yeah. That were also doing oh this. My God. That were if also we, accepting bribes. He was just the highest up. If we went through every single person who got in trouble in this Coingate scandal, yeah. we, this would be a three-hour episode. Yeah, plus you, if you really want to know that, you can message us at uh, whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. I'll forward you the investigation report. Yeah, we will gladly. You can read that. I read it. Uh, the first I read 50, part of it. The first 50 pages before it gets into like all the suggestions on how they want to change going forward like from the government. Yeah. I didn't read that part. No. Um I can forward that to you. Yeah, we would gladly really share want. that little PDF. If you really want. We would love Just to share let that. me know. <laughs> yeah. Well, on February 13th, 2006, so Valentine's Day is ruined, uh, Tom <laughs> Noe and his business partner were indicted. He pled not guilty, but then ended up reversing the earlier plea and then pled guilty. Probably a good call. Yeah. He's pretty guilty. <laughs> he was like, you're like in big trouble. And so then on September 12th, 2006, Noe was sentenced to 27 months in federal prison for funneling money into Bush's campaign. Then on November 13th, 2006, which is the day after my birthday, there's so many dates that are so close together. Um, Noe was ended up, he ended up being found guilty of theft, money laundering, forgery, and corrupt activity. I like how you're just, have you read, uh, what's, who talks about this? You know about synchronicity? Mm-hmm. You always bring it up. Like, you're like, this is so close to this. There has to be some relation. This is why you're into <laughs> fucking conspiracy theories so much. I bet you read that, you're like, oh, synchronicity. Yes, they're everything, it's, everything's lining up. But actually, it's just like what schizophrenic people do. <laughs> No, one of my biggest fears is being schizophrenic. <laughs> it would already be here statistically. Early 20s. Oh, well, I'm good. I'm almost 30. Yeah. Well, a year and a half. Yeah. God, I've accomplished nothing with my life. Anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, so then November 20th, which is close to Thanksgiving, if we're just going to get into all of this. Oh, my God. Close to Joel's birthday, who I went to high school with. Who's Joel? You're just pulling yeah, names well, out yeah, now. Yeah, if we're gonna like, if we're gonna play the Niner, you always <laughs> say synchronicity. Let's then we'll play that game. Also, Courtney's birthday. Also, this guy Chris that I went on a date with, all born November nineteenth, but on November twentieth. <laughs> also, how do I remember all these people's birthdays, but nothing I nothing say on the back? Like- you probably don't, you will not remember what you said at the beginning of an episode sometimes. You'll be like this. I'll be like, you said that at the beginning, but you're saying the same story oh like I God. didn't just hear it. I know. It's so bad. Today, the kid I work with was like, you've told me that story five times. And I was like, that's because I'm old and old people forget what they say. That's fair. That's fair. But anyways, George W. Bush, he ended up paying back $4,000 of that money, but I don't know who he paid it to, or like I guess maybe the 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 uh, Abuk. 
Yeah, I guess. Because they were the ones who lost all the money. Yeah, I mean, maybe he did. He's like, oh, sorry, here's four grand. Yeah, like there was a big racketeering scheme and shit going on there. Yeah. But, I mean, they did lose money and of, like... They were also defrauded. Like, it's basically like they were doing bad stuff, but they were also the victim of a bunch of other people doing bad stuff, too. So they do deserve the money back. Yeah. Um, I was shouting so much about November 19th. I don't think I read what his sentence actually was. So I'm just going to go back in case I didn't say it. So on uh, November 20th, he was sentenced to 18 years in federal prison and then was ordered to pay fines and restitution. Mm-hmm. With a minimum of 10 years. With, he had to serve Yes, 10 years he had to at least... Serve 10 years. Um, I do vaguely remember this going down with... I just remember Bob Taft getting in trouble when I was younger. But I, I don't... I mean, I was 14. That was literally half a lifetime ago. Literally half a lifetime ago. Oof. So I don't remember what it was for. But, um, you know, 18 years in federal prison. But on April 17th, 2020... Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio said that he would commute Noe's sentence to help stop the spread of coronavirus in prisons. And so Noe Noe was on a list of prisoners who were like high risk for COVID due to age or underlying conditions. And Noe was around 65. That is the age that they were like. Yeah, that's when it started. Yeah, that was when it started. So. I don't know. I didn't look super deep into it because, honestly, I don't care if he has underlying conditions. So he might have been 65 and had an underlying t- condition. But he was on the list. He was on the nice list. I, I think that he should have just stayed in jail and gotten COVID personally. But not a lot of people agree with me. I mean, I don't think a man, I don't think he deserves to die. I didn't say he deserved to die. I said he deserved to stay in prison and get COVID. Which could kill him. I didn't have to. But I mean, just scar his lungs. We're going to get into how bad. Like, I'm not going to get super into how bad the like medical treatments are in prison. But that's true. It's because they're underfunded, and we as a society have made it really hard in prisons because like they don't have good medical care. All right. So they probably would die. They don't have like ventilators in prison. Fine, fine, fine. You're right. All right. I don't think he should die, but he did get George W. Bush reelected. So I think they should like let them out and then like put them back in. Like, that's what I think should happen with COVID. Be like, okay, you get released and you get to serve, like, home prison time for, like, a year until this all blows over. Yeah, or you but, get like, where are you going to re Once you get vaccinated, you got to come back. Yeah, but where are you going to rehome all those people? Their house. Not all of them have a house. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> also, we have... Where like- are they going if they just let them go? They're like fucked. They're like, here's $40 in a bus ticket. Good luck. All right, fine. And that's why our prison system stays the way our prison system is. All right. Because it keeps prisoners the underdog. Oh, yeah. We talked about that in, you know, the episode. (sighs) I'm sure we did. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. But anyways, that's the story of Tom Noe. Kozlowski was the Tyco. Sorry, I just remembered it. (laughs) No, that's okay. You're good. The $6,000 shower curtain. Do you remember that? Yeah. And the dog umbrellas. Yeah. <laughs> the least important part of the episode. It's like $15,000 for the stupid dog. Of, and it looked so shitty. It honestly. We're, gonna, we're rehashing stuff. <laughs> honestly, I thought about the Tyco episode a lot when I was researching this because I was like, this these stupid expensive coins, like they totally would have bought this shit because they bought that expensive ass shower curtain. Yeah. And all the paintings. Y- yes. It's stupid. But Richard anyway, money. It makes the world go around. But money is also the root of all evil. 
All those expensive coins and the promise of investments can make anyone green with envy. Get it? Green? Money? Huh? Anyways. Coins aren't green, I know. Uh, but it's money. So anyways, <laughs> if they're moldy, they are green. Anyway, for Tom Noe, this lust and greed consumed him and ultimately led to his demise. A man who robbed the citizens of Ohio $12 million, illegally swayed politician, and funneled money into politicians' pockets. What's the lesson that we can take away from this? Hobbies are fun, but if you let that hobby consume and control you, it can lead to destruction. <laughs> yeah, and you could steal money from fucking anything, including coins. <laughs> yeah, you could steal money from money. Just, I, just, I wanted to be there at the table when they were like, we're going to start investing in more stuff. And some guy's like, this guy applied. He does money. He does coins. He's investing. Because like, some of the stuff we talk about is hard. Like when we talked about mortgage-backed securities and we yeah. were like, why would you do this? This is even worse if you're like, imagine someone coming to be like, I have a great investment opportunity, okay? Money. You give me $25 million and I will go buy $25 million in coins and they will be worth more someday. Uh, yeah, when you put it that way, it's really stupid. That's what they did. <laughs> that is literally what they did. <laughs> when you put it that way, it's even dumber. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So stupid. Um, so thank you so much for listening you guys thank you guys thanks for listening thanks nina being back yeah sorry for my like spiral out of control nonsense yeah that's fine everyone's used to it by now yeah honestly uh, like we're almost at the end of season three if you're back for this you know what you're getting you so. knew what to expect yeah. uh and thank you so much uh to abigail also uh if you want to follow them on twitter uh, you can follow them at uh Heckle, not heckle. That's H E C K E L N O T H E C K L E. Um, their handle is Bitchard Nixon, which is very funny. Oh wow, we uh, want, Abigail, we want to be your friend. This is hilarious. Uh, thank you for sending the email to us, recommending this with all of the links. Um, if you have a suggestion that you want us to do in the future, something that you've been chomping at the bit to hear us talk about, you can send us recommendations at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can contact us on any one of our social medias, facebook.com slash whitecollarsredhands, Twitter at whitecollarspod, Instagram at whitecollars underscore redhands. There's also a contact us feature on our website, whitecollarsredhands.com. Yep. And you can use any of us to, any of those to reach out to us, make suggestions, ask us questions, or uh, just have a conversation. Yeah. Um, also, we have merch. We do. Uh, the link to our merch is in our show description on whatever podcast service you're listening to. Um, it is a way that you can help support the show. We have put a lot of time and money into this. Because Sean uh, has put a lot of money into this. Okay, you, we put a lot of time, and I've put a lot of money into yeah, this. Yeah, he bought the microphone. Uh, so it would be uh, great if you could support us in that way. We'd love it. We're sellouts. It's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want a, a more free way to support us, though, you can also like, uh, follow, subscribe on whatever podcast service you're listening yep. to. And if you're listening on iTunes, which our analytics show that 80% of you are, you can drop by... Uh, the uh, Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We have been getting some more really good reviews recently. We're really happy to see it. We always are trying to put more effort into improve here. So we'd love a five star review from you. But if you want to leave us an honest review uh, and write something that we can improve upon, we're also okay with that. Yeah. And then um, also the merch link is also in our Instagram bio. 
for now. I will probably change it back to a link to the podcast, but for right now, it's in the Instagram bio. And speaking of Instagram and our followers and people who support us, um, a couple weeks ago, I read a nice review that was sent to us via Instagram from someone named Sammy, and I just wanted to congratulate them because they got engaged. Ooh, go yeah, Sammy. You I rock. know I already DM'd them and was like, congrats, but like, <laughs> congrats, Sammy. Congrats, Sammy. I hope you're happy. I hope you two are happy forever. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the nice compliments. All right. And uh, I think that's all I have. Is that all you have, Nina? That's all I got. Well, then thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you next week on the season finale. Oh, my God. It's of season, season three. And another episode of White Collars. Red, Red Hands. hands.